8.35 on Christmas Eve. Jack Campbell's still at his desk. Now there's a hallmark moment for you. Peter, I don't see you rushing home to trim the tree. That's because I'm a heartless bastard who only cares about money. Well, you know what? God love you for that. Welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from The Family Man. Uh, you know, 8.30 Christmas Eve, Jack Campbell still on his desk. I think about that uh, as I'm driving home from work last night and knowing, hey, I'm, a, and I, I'm that same kind of maniac. I'm in my office. I'm working. One of the guys said, you going to sleep here tonight, Ed? And it was like 6.30 or something. And uh, just go in the office and I'm working. I don't move from my desk for lunch. I and I'm working solid because I'm trying to get loans done for you guys and take care of everybody. And there's just, you know, it's, it's the Christmas season. So business doesn't stop because it's the Christmas season. So uh, I just think that I, I, I wonder to say, hey, this is why I'm attracted to that, that movie, The Family Man, and that particular scene, because that's me, the maniac that never stops working. So anyway, I'm going to try and uh, I tried to, Take some deep cleansing breaths and chill out and try to get into the spirit of the season. Also, that song was a Cold War from Sticks from the uh, Kilroy Was Here album, the last album before they broke up, before they got back together. And, uh, you know, hey, there's a Cold War going on. It's time for you guys to pay attention. It's coming. It's time to decide who you are. And if the, you know, whether, whether, somehow trump gets back in there's going to be chaos and whether uh and, and whether it, he's he's unsuccessful at at doing that and we have biden there's a lot wrong with this country and it's time to there's going to be a time for people to decide who they are and what they're about and what's important to them and uh you know this is the time when uh you know in the 1860s when the civil war started hey you know what is it really right to have to have people own own other people is slavery really the right thing 
And it got to a point where, hey, it divided our nation and hundreds of thousands of people died. And that's, uh, you know, it's times like that that make America who they are. And the Democrats are trying to erase history. They're trying to erase who we are, what we came through. You know, well, we don't, we don't like that part of history. Well, that part of history is why we are who we are. Because we stood up and said, hey, this is wrong. We, this is wrong, and we're going to take a stand for it. And I'll let you. And I'll let you know what's uh, uh, unlike what you hear in the ele- at, during election campaigns. The Democrats are always on the wrong side. They're always on the wrong side. The Republicans are the ones that that fought for uh, to free the slaves. The Democrats are always the ones uh, who say they're for the minorities during the elections and then turn their back on them after they get elected. And uh, happy to see some of them are waking up. And that's why Trump had such an overwhelming victory uh, once you get down to the truth of it. Hey, so anyway, I'm going to talk about what's going on this week, everything that's happened, everything that's happening, and my opinion of it. But first, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman. I'm with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me to find out about those fantastic opportunities, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you're listening and you're about to get out of your car and... uh, and go into the mall, if they're even open, uh, or you're at work, or you're at work when you think about it. So go on to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. That'll take you to my lending page, where you can put in as much information as you want me to have, and tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman, uh, Vlad Kinzer, uh Lance Keisha who's about to graduate off of, off of our team here in January and uh we're bringing on another uh, another uh, another guy and uh but those guys are me I am them you'll hear back from one of them or or from myself and I can tell you if you talk to one of them I'm involved in every every transaction so a lot of them will call you hey let's get the basic information and then it, it'll it'll call you back it just kind of my time is my time is uh I'd rather spend the time talking to you about your situation than getting basic information like your address and all that stuff. So I'll let those guys do some of the early stuff. But anyway, uh, at Hoffman.net, click on Summit Funding logo. Uh, If you hear something uh, you want repeated, you want to hear again, or you missed part of the show, or you want to share it, you can go to edhoffman.net, go on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows uh, and download them and uh, listen to them on demand. You can also get the, the, get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can actually subscribe for free and have it download to your, uh, to your computer, your iPhone or your iWatch, your iPad or your iPod, your mini pad, your maxi pad, anything you can get a, a podcast on. Also, if you're interested in being on our email, email list where once a week we actually email you the link so you don't have to go find my website and all that stuff. Uh, email me at ed at edhoffman.net. We'll add your, uh, we'll add your email to the, uh, email address to the blast that goes out every Friday afternoon, uh, almost every Friday afternoon. Sometimes they go Saturday morning, but it's usually Friday afternoon. I'm getting the evil eye from Brooke who sends it out. 
Uh, and also at ed at edhoffman.net's the email if you want to make any comments on the show. You can follow me on social media at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. Uh, also, the show uh, page on Facebook is the main event, Ed Hoffman. And follow me on Parlor, which is at Big Ed Hoffman. So anyway, let's get to the show and everything that's going on in this country. So whether you plan on taking it or not, COVID vaccine is here on Donald Trump's watch, not Joe Biden's watch. Pfizer won the race to get the get the first vaccine uh, CDC authorized for emergency use, and the rollout began Monday. And why did they get the first one? I bet you they uh, they paid off some Democrat at the CDC to put theirs first before Moderna, which apparently is almost almost approved. I think the first stage got approved yesterday, which is Thursday. I'm recording on Friday. Um, a critical care nurse in New York was the first American to be vac- vaccinated locally, San Bernardino County. Uh, ICU nurse received the first dose on Wednesday, and the first shipment is supposed to arrive in Riverside County today, which is Friday, so you're probably listening on Saturday, so it got here yesterday. President Trump made this announcement about the vaccine on Monday. I have really good news. Today, our nation has achieved a medical miracle. We have delivered a safe and effective vaccine in just nine months. This is one of the greatest scientific accomplishments in history. It will save millions of lives and soon end the pandemic once and for all. I am thrilled to report that the FDA has authorized the Pfizer vaccine. We have given Pfizer and other companies a great deal of money, hoping this would be the outcome. And it was. So just I don't want to discourage anybody from taking this uh, uh, this vaccine. But I can tell you this. There's no way in hell that I or Don are going to let uh, somebody stick a needle in us at this point. At this point, um, I just don't trust. There's not a tracking device that's going into our bloodstream, or there's uh, something that's going to turn us into sheep. So when they tell us that we need to be locked down, we just say yes, sir, no, sir, and I just, uh, I just don't trust anything after what we've seen in the last in the last two months. Um, I'll tell you, I had somebody, one of my former employees, apparently is applying for a security clearance or some kind of a high high level job and i get a call for someone to interview me and we played telephone tag for about a week and a half and finally uh she gets me on the phone i say okay here's what i know i hired her i hired her uh at my my former company wcc uh she was an underwriter she worked remote she was working from new jersey uh she moved to uh los angeles because to live with her aunt or her grandmother that was sick and she worked out of there for a while she came to the office a few times she was a good employee would i hire her again probably but we when we uh, merged the company with summit uh she was let go and uh and she goes okay uh do you remember anything more about her i go what more am i allowed to say i said you know, if I if I tell you if I tell you any, there's nothing bad to say. But if there was something bad, I would I would be violating somebody's laws if I said it, said it. And she goes, okay, will you go on record on an interview? I said, I thought we just did. And I go, what is what is she applying for? Uh, a job with the CIA or the FBI? She goes, I'm not allowed to tell you that. And I said, well, let me just tell you what my opinion is. I don't care about the government anymore. I said, after what you guys t- did to our election, and what how the how you and the media are are turning this country. I don't care. You got what you got. That's it. I'm not, I'm not contributing anymore to you getting your, getting all the boxes checked in your to-do list for the FBI or the CIA. I said, thank you. Sorry, nothing personally against you, but have a nice day. And I hung up. So that's how I feel. 
if this thing goes down the way the way the media is portraying it, America's over. So let's take a moment to remember what the liberals and the media have been saying all year long about Trump's promise for a vaccine in 2020. We'll have a vaccine by the end of this year. Is that possible in your view? Oh, Brian, you know, it's another day of uh, POTUS in Wonderland here. Uh, it is preposterous to make that statement. That's an ambitious timeline, and many health experts aren't so sure it's achievable. Experts are warning that kind of timeline may be overly ambitious, and some have even argued it's perhaps dangerous. Will we get the best vaccine in this timetable, uh, or will we just get a vaccine? A coronavirus vaccine, Trump says it could come out this year, this sort of, you know, happy talk that he's doing about a vaccine. Um, experts say he'd be in need a miracle to be right. Here's the thing, you cannot talk yourself into a vaccine. The fastest a vaccine has ever been produced from start to finish is five years. Yeah. Isn't that the same thing they said about him getting the, the hospital ships, the mercy and the comfort into New York Harbor and L.A. LA Harbor? Isn't that the same thing they said? And this president that seems to make things done faster than anybody has ever, ever been able to, to get things done. You guys want to believe that America voted to get rid of him and put in this guy who isn't sure what city he's in, doesn't even know what day it is. It might happen. Yeah. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. Yeah, that, that could happen, too. And while we're at it, Biden not only doesn't know what city he's in or what day it is. You know, he can't even he can't even bring himself to pronounce his own nominees for cabinet positions properly. For secretary of health and education, I nominated Javier Bacaria, you know, Javier Bashira, excuse me. Yeah, strike two. Javier Bacaria, Javier Bashira. Hey, it's Javier Becerra. Okay, you can't even this. You must have really put in some time and serious, serious uh, thinking into who you wanted to put in that position because you didn't. Did you interview the guy? You didn't even have take time to to jot down some notes phonetically so you'd remember how to say his name so you don't embarrass him on TV. You don't embarrass him in the newspapers and embarrass yourself. I don't think you worry about embarrassing yourself because you can't stop it. So. Come on, man. I just can't believe I just can't believe what the media tells us that this is the guy that overwhelmingly uh, the people overwhelmingly said, this is who we want to be president. I'm just not buying that pile of BS today or yesterday or tomorrow. So uh, let's go on to uh, his son. As you probably know by now, Hunter Biden is under grand jury investigation for tax fraud and money laundering. An investigation that we now know has been going on for two years, which raises some questions. Number one, why weren't we allowed to know about this investigation investigation until election day? Hmm. Shouldn't that have been? We know that the FBI had that laptop since uh, this time last year, but we all wondered what, what, why wasn't something being done with it then? How come nobody searched it back then? How come nobody said anything about it? Is there any wonder why uh, Attorney General Bill Barr resigned? Or was he asked to resign? I, uh, I have a feeling he was fired. Um, af- uh, what, here's number two. Why did Joe Biden say in his debate, the entire story is a Russian plant? Uh, hmm. He knew there was a, he knew there was an investigation going because it's, He talks to his son about things that are going on, even though he says he isn't. Why did 50 intelligence officials sign a letter publicly stating they agreed this was a fake story from Russia? 
wait, 50 intelligence officials. Don't they know what's going on in, in the intelligence uh, in the intelligence department? Don't they know what's going on in the Justice Department? Those are the guys that are supposed to know everything that's going on and they can keep a secret. But they publicly signed this letter saying they agreed this was a fake story from Russia. Is, is there anybody in our government that's accountable for anything besides Trump? Uh, why does everything the Trump kids do matter, but this doesn't? Well, you know what? Uh, well, I remember uh, Eric Trump had a uh, has a uh, a charity a charity uh, nonprofit, and they and they scrutinized that, and everything the Trump kids get scrutinized. I heard. Well, hey, Ivanka has got businesses going in other countries. Yeah, she's a fashion designer. She has uh, she has clotheslines out there. Has nothing to do with being a uh, part of the government because she's not. So uh, why is everything this matter? But Hunter Biden doesn't. Probably because what this all what this all really matters. It doesn't really matter about Hunter. This is all going to roll up to Joe Biden, Papa Joe. Here's everything we know as of this week and why it all matters. Federal prosecutors in Manhattan and and the Securities Fraud Unit of New York Southern District began looking at Hunter Biden's finances in late 2018. So if this was happening, why did the Democrats? You know, the Democrats, the people didn't vote for Joe Biden to be the nominee. They were it was it was looking like Bernie. And then they didn't want they got scared of Bernie. So all the got all the all the nominees that still had brains and Kamala Harris was not part of that. She dropped out before the voting. So all the ones that still had a chance that still got any votes at all, they all decided to to, to uh, get out of the race to uh, what do they call it? I'm suspending my my. Uh, my campaign to seek the presidency all the same week and endorse Joe Biden. Why is that? They thought that he has enough uh, name recognition. He had the best chance if they all got behind him. But why would they do that if they knew that the federal district court was uh, looking at Hunter Biden's finances in late 2018? And you know his finances don't only matter because he was there was money laundering going on by his dad through Hunter. Investigations in both Delaware and Washington, D.C. were looking into potential money laundering by him in early 2019. It's not money laundering by him, money laundering by Papa Joe through Hunter and through his brother, Jim. Uh, you know, I saw one thing on uh, on the Internet yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden's income in 2016, his last year in office, was just under $400,000. His income in 2017 was $16 million. Uh, what happened there? I don't know. Seems peculiar to me. Maybe you should be looking into Papa Joe's uh, income and his, uh, and his bank accounts. Part of the tax fraud investigation involves a diamond given to Hunter Biden by a Chinese tycoon. Uh, by a Chinese tycoon. Hunter got a 2.8 carat gem worth $80,000 from CEFC China, the energy, the, uh, energy company, by the founder, Yi John Ming, I hope I uh, pronounced that correctly, in 2017 during an introductory meeting in Miami. Yeah, how many of you just meet someone and at your introductory meeting, they give you 80,000 diamond as a gift? I don't know. I've, I've had some uh, introductory meetings with people and I've had them buy me, you know, a soda and uh, sometimes even lunch. But $80,000 diamond? 
I guess I'm just not as smart as Hunter. I guess uh, I guess I'm not as good looking as him. Uh, oh, I guess my dad wasn't the vice president of the United States. Maybe that has something to do with it. So uh, emails from Hunter's laptop show that the diamond became a sticking point during his divorce from his first wife, Kathleen. She threatened to seek an emergency injunction against Hunter to enjoin his further dissipation of assets, including dun, 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 the diamond. You know what? If uh, I know that if my wife and I ever split, which we won't, um, but you know, she doesn't, we don't have the diamond. We have diamonds. We don't have the diamond, but apparently when you got a uh, $80,000 rock, um that's a that's a big chunk of diamond uh then then there's this a newly released email from september 2017 hunter asked the general manager of his office building please have keys made available for new office mates joe biden jill biden and jim biden as well as for gong Wen dong who is uh chairman yi uh who is the cefc emissary so the same uh uh yi yi how did i say that Yi Jong Wang, Yi Jian Ming, Yi Jian Ming. So that's a uh, that's Gong Wen Dong. Uh, I don't know why they have so many. Where, how many of them? So anyway, he's the chairman of CESC emissary. He further requested the office sign would say the Biden Foundation and Hudson West. Hudson West sounds not so much more American than CEFC US. Uh, as occupants, adding uh, that the lease will remain under my company's name, Rosemont Seneca. Hmm. Does this seem fishy at all? Because this is how white collar crime gets done. You uh, you do things under a corporation name and you put into partnerships of two uh, corporations and another partnership. So it's hard to trace back. So when uh, when uh, Mark Zuckerberg decides he wants to uh, help fix an election, he makes a he makes a tax deductible donation to his his uh, nonprofit corporation that he uh, that he formed and then they spend the money on uh making sure that they hire all the people to uh uh to man the the uh vote counting uh rent the rent the uh the the locations for the ballot counting create all the drop boxes for ballot counting but we don't know it was mark zuckerberg because because he donated to a nonprofit as charity, and then it went through. Are you are you starting to put the put the uh, uh, the dot connect the dots here? So, and in two thousand, in in addition, we'll leave that blah blah blah. And in two thousand seventeen, email he asked the same Chinese oil tycoon who gave him the diamond, Yi Zhangming, to quickly wire him ten million dollars to help establish Sinohawk Holdings. But if you remember the. If you remember the uh, interview with Tony Bobolinsky, who who uh, just laid it all out, how uh, how Jim Biden and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and a couple other guys were involved in this Sinohawk Holdings to let the Chinese people come over here and steal our intelligence and uh, and uh, acquire properties in the United States. So he asked he asked this same person to wire ten million dollars to help establish Sinohawk Holdings. Hunter sent. Best wishes from the entire Biden family. After all that, Joe Biden still has the has the audacity to say this on Stephen Colbert's show Thursday night. Well, look, uh, I have we have great confidence in our son. Mm -hmm. 
I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play, but uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pretty pure intellectual capacity. Um, and uh, and as long as he's good, we're good. Yeah, let me uh, let me uh, unravel some of that baloney. So, oh, I'm sorry, malarkey. Uh, so we have full confidence. We have full confidence. That means he has he has no idea. Uh, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about it. That is total bull. He's he's concerned. He's concerned about not moving into the White House, but into the Gray Bar Hotel. You know, uh, you know, this whole thing is foul play. He's meaning the investigation is foul play. He shouldn't be. He No one should be investigating him or anybody who's a Democrat or anybody in the Biden family. That's foul play to investigate him. Although, what did they do to Trump? Well, we're going to we're going to do a full investigation on this uh, Russian collusion, another full investigation on this phone call to the Ukrainian guy. But this is foul play. Uh, Hunter Biden is the smartest guy he knows. Folks, we're in trouble if this guy gets into the White House. If Hunter Biden is the smartest guy he knows, and can you imagine who's going to be running this country? Um, and he says, well, as long as he's okay, we're okay. You know what that means? If, if Hunter gets off, then we don't have anything to worry about because it's all going to roll back on us. I have a few more. I have a few more thoughts on this, but I'm out of time for this this half of the, of the main event. So give me five minutes uh, for traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be back with lots more of this. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk about uh, real estate and financing a lot on the radio because, uh, you know, if, if you're not in the market or you're not sure you're in the market, sometimes it might be boring. Um, but if you are in the market or you're thinking that you might be in the market or you don't even have a clue whether you're in the market or not and just want to find out, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. And do the cyber thing. Click on the Summit Funding logo, and uh, they'll take you to where you can fill out all the basics. And we'll you'll hear back from either myself or one of my one of my teammates, and we'll help you figure out if it's a good idea to buy a new house, if it's a good idea to uh, refinance the house you have, or if you should look into that cool little uh, financing tool called a reverse mortgage. You know, it'll get you some straight talk from someone who thinks like you. If you're still listening at this point, you're probably think like me. So anyway, that's uh, that's one of my deductions. One of my uh, one of my math talents I learned in second grade. Anyway, uh, so in the first half we were talking about uh, China. We we're talking about the China investigation, Hunter Biden, um, the fact that he's under grand jury investigation for money laundering, and uh, and Joe Biden's reaction to it. So Joe Biden's got this stuff going on, and the only thing he's the only thing we've heard him say is, uh, "I'm confident." I'm proud of my son. And the first and the first uh, interview he gives is with Stephen Colbert. And didn't he start out doing like a, a satirical talk show on the comedy network or uh, 
something like that and kind of uh, imitating Bill O'Reilly and uh, just being a left wing idiot and making fun of everything that the that the conservatives say. Um, this guy's a comedian. And that's who who uh, Biden gives us his first interview to. And he said a bunch of stuff like, I'm not concerned, BS, uh, Hunter's the smartest guy I know, BS, and uh, if he's good, we're good, which I know that's probably not BS, but if he's good, we're good, because if he's not good, then I'm probably going to jail. So why is, why is, was all this stuff so important? Why does this stuff matter? Because so many of you guys are not maybe some of you guys, but so many people out there think, ah, this doesn't matter. This is fake news. This is just a red herring. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. This is why it matters. China's our enemy. China's the reason that we have COVID, the coronavirus, the evil flu that we're all hiding in our houses from. Well, some of you guys are hiding in your houses from. We're all going to die if, if we don't wear our mask. We're all going to die if we go to church. We're all going to die if we, if we have uh, people over to our house for Christmas, like our family. We're all going to die. This is the, the country that sent it to us. Remember, China was was capable of keeping it secure in the in the town of uh, of Wuhan, but they let people from Wuhan take international flights to countries all over the world. Does that sound like this was uh, an accident? I don't think so. Joe Biden clearly knew his son was selling access to him because Hunter, Hunter Biden stated greetings from the entire Biden family and wanted his dad to have an office in the building, not to mention they traveled to China together on Air Force Two. You know, Biden went off to, uh, to talk politics while his son went to the Bank of China. And then they got on a plane and flew for, I don't know how many hours it takes to get from uh, Washington, D.C. To, to China, but I've flown, flown from Los Angeles to Australia, and it's 13 hours in the air. So I would imagine China might even be farther than that. So that's a long time to be on the plane and not talk about anything that happened on that trip. Uh, Joe Biden has given no indication he thinks any of this is wrong. So we can logically conclude this will keep happening if he is actually inaugurated as president. That's why it matters. That's why it matters. That's why it matters when someone from uh, the intelligence uh, committee uh, is, having an, is, is having an affair with a Chinese operative uh, Eric Swalwell and uh, and uh, and Nancy Pelosi seems to have known about it all the time, and she doesn't think it's a problem. Is somebody getting paid off here? You know what I could tell you if I went into politics and I got into office, I'd say someone offers me something. I'd say mm, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I don't think it's the. I don't think that's the right way. I've probably told this story before. But as loan officers, um, we have to do continue, continuing education every year. So it's eight, out, eight hours and you do it on, either do it in a classroom or you go online and you do a, a course that is timed and you have to click on it every now and then. And then you have to take quizzes along the way. And uh, uh, I heard from some of the people in my company at some point that some of them had their assistants do it. And some of them had their kids do it. And here I gave my kid 10 bucks and told them to do it. And uh, one time, one of the uh, people said they were going to do it for me. And I'm going, nah, I don't think that's a good thing. 
I hate doing it. And now that I'm licensed in 14 states, I have to do 17 hours every year. But you know what? I can do this stuff in my sleep and I can do it myself. And I just don't think it's the right thing to have someone knowing that I didn't do my nationally required education. So for the last 10 years, I do it myself. And I also don't think it's a good thing to be teaching my kids that when they have, have something they're supposed to do, that just pay your kids to do it. Pay someone else to do it. You don't really have to do it. I just don't think that's a good message. And I think about these things. And uh, when my book comes out here uh, next few months, uh, if you read it, you're going to find out this applies to all areas of my life. And I won't say that I've been, that I've been uh, uh, you know, Angel White all my life. I have, I've done some things that um, I wouldn't advise my kids to do. But in general, in general, as I've become an adult, I said, hey, this isn't the right thing to do. I became a Christian. I said, hey, being a Christian isn't something you do on Sunday mornings. It's something you do all the time. And, uh, and you know, it's having ethics and a conscience and character is important. And when you have someone in the White House that doesn't understand that, I see that as a problem. Yeah, but he doesn't say mean things like Trump does. He doesn't tweet all the time. I feel better knowing that our president, the guy who's, who's, who's leading our government, tells us what he thinks, tells us how he feels. He's out there completely transparent. I don't have to like him. I just want him to run our, run our country in an in a honest, ethical manner and you know, be a, be a, a good uh, steward of our tax money because we pay, well, some of us pay a whole bunch of it. And a whole bunch of people complain about it, but they don't pay any. When you look at their tax returns, they don't pay anything or they hide it. They cheat on their taxes. I just don't think, I think having someone who's right out in front tells you what he thinks and why, um, I think that's a good thing. But there's a whole bunch of people that don't. Uh, I won't go into my sister quite yet, but she thinks I'm drinking the Trump Kool-Aid because I have my eyes open. I don't believe the mainstream media because I look at things and it just doesn't add up to me. So let's talk about, let's talk about that. So since last week, we've seen the Supreme Court refuse to hear any and all lawsuits related to the election. Um, they're always some, coming up with some technicality. Um, I think that's probably because there seems to be a void somewhere between uh, the legs of, uh, of John Roberts. Uh, apparently uh, he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have any guts and they're all worried about worried about what uh, what the they don't want to get threats or have the politicians not like them for some reason. On Wednesday, the Senate Homeland Security uh, Security and Governmental Affairs Committee held a hearing uh, on the massive failures in the election security. And uh, I didn't get to watch all of it live, but I watched I watched a couple hours in the morning before I went to work and I saw the highlights highlights later and this was jaw-dropping it was jaw-dropping i'm gonna play um some of the stuff the most compelling evidence that was heard for the first time this week came out of nevada trump campaign attorney jesse banal explained how biden's victory in nevada was fraudulent first because of the drastic changes made to nevada's election law in august with the ab4 bill after this bill passed mail-in ballots skyrocketed from seventy thousand to over six hundred and ninety thousand. so mail-in ballots in nevada were consistently over the last four years averaged about 70,000, but this year, 690,000. His team also discovered at least 130,000 unique instances 
of voter fraud in Nevada made possible by AB4. Listen to the details here. This is not fake news. Over 42,000, 42,000 people voted more than once. Our experts were able to make this determination by reviewing the list of actual voters and comparing it to other voters with the same name, address, and date of birth. This method was also able to catch people using different variations of their first name, such as William and Bill, and individuals who were registered both under a married name and a maiden name. At least 1,500 dead people are recorded as voting, as shown by comparing the list of male voters with the Social Security death records. More than 19,000 people voted even though they didn't live in Nevada. This does not include military voters or students. These voters were identified by comparing the list of voters with the U.S. Postal Service's National Change of Address database, among other sources. About 8,000 people voted from non-existent addresses. Here we cross-reference voters with the coding accuracy support system, which allowed our experts to identify undeliverable addresses. Over 15,000 votes were cast from commercial or vacant addresses. Our experts found these voters by analyzing official U.S. Postal Service records that flag non-residential addresses and addresses vacant for more than 90 days. Incredibly, almost 4,000 non-citizens also voted as determined by comparing official DMV records of non-citizens to the list of actual voters in the 2020 election. The list goes on. All in all, our experts identified 130,000 unique instances of voter fraud in Nevada. So not only is, is uh, Banal telling you what they found, he's telling you where they found it and how they cross-reference it to verify, well, it just it doesn't look like a real ballot. These are real because they don't have uh, signatures to compare. They don't have all that stuff because that wasn't allowed. But they compared these names. You know, I could register to vote as Edwin Hoffman, Edwin Bruce Hoffman, Edwin B. Hoffman, Ed Hoffman, Eddie Hoffman, uh, Bruce Hoffman. I could do all that stuff, but I'm still the same person, still the same birth date. And, uh, and they would have sent me all those ballots. But I don't do that. But apparently this is part of the Democrat playbook. So if you just took the people that voted twice, 42,000, the difference between Biden votes and Trump votes that gave Biden the state of Nevada was 33,596 votes. Are you thinking this is drinking the Trump Kool-Aid? I don't think so. Here's more evidence from Banal's that Banal's team uncovered in Nevada. Our evidence has never been refuted, only ignored. Two Clark County technical employees came forward completely independent of each other and explained that they discovered that the number of votes recorded by voting machines and stored on USB drives would change between the time the polls were closed at night and when they were reopened the next morning. In other words, votes were literally appearing and disappearing in the dead of night. Hello, is this, uh, is this uh, unique to Nevada? I don't think so. I think we saw the same thing right on TV in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. And uh, I think even Georgia too. And it wasn't just the machines causing the fraud. Banal said that 
in the six in six of the Native American communities, you know, uh, uh, Indian uh, Native American Indi- Indian uh, reservations around Nevada, people were illegally incentivized to vote. Finally, our investigation also uncovered a campaign to illegally incentivize votes from mar- from marginalized populations by requiring people to prove that they voted to receive raffle tickets for gift cards, televisions, and more. Can you imagine if that was happening in places like Detroit or Philadelphia? I think it probably was. I think it probably was because this is the playbook. You know what? They didn't have to, they didn't have to cheat in all these states. And they didn't even have to cheat in all over these states. They knew where the swing states were. Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina. All they had to do is cheat in like one county out of each of those to overturn the whole, the whole state. And in, and in uh, most of these states, that's all that happened. It was one. It was only one, uh, one county. Um, not surprisingly, the key witness for the, was Christopher Krebs, former director of cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. And just like he did on 60 Minutes interview um, that we played uh, last week or the week before, Krebs used most of his time to talk about his strange passion for paper ballots. Now, two things to listen for in this clip. Senator Ron Johnson, the committee chairman, intervened to point out that paper ballots don't solve everything. And because Krebs kept saying, hey, we've counted, you know, uh, the in in one of the states uh, said, hey, we've counted the ballots three times. They come out with the same count all three times. OK, but the, if those paper ballots are double and triple votes, if they're coming from people that don't exist, um, you know, he so he points out the paper ballots don't solve everything. And listen to what Krebs says about the voting machines in Wisconsin. So I think it's important to step back and, and actually look at how votes are cast in the country, particularly with paper ballots. And that, regardless of any Internet connections, regardless of any foreign hacking, as long as you've got the paper receipt. Okay, but let me let me stop you there. Mr. Krebs, just talk to the computer aspect of this, because, again, it's the most difficult and confusing aspect of these allegations. <laughs> it, yeah, there, there are a number of different systems and machines and computers involved in the entirety of the election process from registration through ballot design through ballot printing to actual voting uh, into the tabulation and post-election process Um, throughout you're going to particularly where a vote is cast uh, on election day those machines tend to and should not be uh, connected to the internet certainly as a best practice But, but some have the capability don't they uh, some may have uh, modems uh, that are typically uh, disabled, but in certain states, I believe in Wisconsin, some are temporarily activated to transmate, uh, transmit some counts. But again, when you have paper and you can conduct a post-election audit, if, right? if, again, if they're, if they're it's conducted, an important right? security control. Yeah, so best practices say they shouldn't be connected to the Internet, best practices. But, you know, some of them may have been. When he says they may have been, he doesn't know. He didn't say some of them were, were so they could transmit. He said some of them may have been, which means I don't really even follow up on that stuff. I think they may have been because some of the whistleblowers may have said may have said, uh, said something about it. So I suspect may have been may have been means we don't know. So and it's amazing to me how uh, how Krebs continuously talks about how we should we should. Uh, Look at the campaign workers that put themselves in harm's way during COVID to even volunteer or to whether they, I don't think they, I think they got paid to, to work in these conditions to make sure this election was, was, was done and done right. But when some of them come out as whistleblowers, oh, we're, we should just disregard this fake news. So don't worry, America. 
Christopher Krebs, who was head of the cybersecurity for this election, but thinks paper ballots are the, are more reliable. He says this was a secure election, and the only problem is that Trump won't admit defeat. The trick about elections is that you know you're not so much trying to convince the winner they won. It's the loser that they lost, and you need willing participants on both sides. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. Of that, I have no doubt. So uh, that, I have no doubt. And, and think about this. Half of the country believes this. They're not paying attention to this. They're not upset about it. I got a text from my sister when I said she's convalescing from having a knee, knee uh, replacement surgery, and I said, I hope while you're while you're uh, convalescing, you've got the TV on and you're watching this, this uh, hearing here. And she goes, get real. This was the most secure election ever. Biden won fair and square. Stop drinking the Trump Kool-Aid. My sister is not the problem. My sister is a symptom because that's what your sister thinks. That's what your brother thinks. That's what your friends at work think. Everyone that you know that doesn't like Trump, this is what they all think because their head is buried in the sand. Trump attorney uh, James Troupas, who handled the Wisconsin Supreme Court case that was tossed out five days ago, wrapped things up with some words about the court's refusal to continue hearing causes from the Trump team. If the courts don't address these, who's going to? Aren't they the ultimate arbiters? There's no, there's no dispute that the election would have turned out differently in Wisconsin if, according to our allegations and according to our proofs, the court accepted those, that the election result would be different. But instead of addressing the substantive claims, the Biden campaign argues, don't talk about them. Yeah, well, I think that's a, I think that's a, a very good point. If the court won't hear it, who will? Isn't that why the court's there when there's a dispute? When you have a dispute for between you and your neighbor because the dog got out and bit your cat, where do you go? The court and the court helps make that decision. They take they look from out. They take the both sides of the story and come up with the truth and they and they make a hearing on it. But the courts are not willing to hear this. So this is a problem, don't you think? Um, and as we look at this, I want to I want to play a clip from the movie American Sniper, the, the story about Chris Kyle, who was the, the single most deadliest sniper in the in the military in the history of the united states let's hear a hear a this clip from when chris kyle was a little boy and this is his dad telling him and his brother there are three types of people in this world sheep wolves and sheep dogs now some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world and that if ever darkened their doorstep they wouldn't know how to protect themselves those are the sheep and then you got predators they use violence to prey on the weak. They're the wolves. And then there are those who are blessed with the gift of aggression and the overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed that live to confront the wolf. They are the sheepdog. And we're not raising any sheep in this family. And I will whoop your ass if you turn into a wolf. but we protect our own. If someone tries to fight you, or tries to bully your little brother, you have my permission to finish it. The guy was picking on Jeff. Is that true? Yes, sir. Yes, he was. Did you finish it? 
when you know who you are, you know your purpose. Now it's time for all of us to think about that. Are you sheep? The wolves are the government right now, are the Democrats. They, wanna, they want to falsify this election. They want to change the voice of the people. They want to change what we're allowed to do. And they want to say, oh, you can't go out. Why? Because the coronavirus, you're going to get a violation if you keep your business open so you can live. They're going to, you're going to be in violation if you have more than 10 people in your house or if you have more than three households of people in your house. They're trying to control us. They are the wolves. They want us to be sheep. And as we've seen, the majority of America has just rolled over and said, bah! and that's and they're going. But people are starting to wake up and it's time to dis- to discover if you're a sheep or if you're a sheepdog. And if you're a sheepdog, you need to open up your mouth and you need to be let your voice be heard and spread it. And it's starting and it's starting to come around. But we need to make make a decision who we are and what our purpose is. And, you know, for. 59 years I've been on on this earth and in this country, we've always had 50 states and we've always had freedom and we've always had certain rights. And I'm seeing that turn now. I'm taken care of. I've, I've built my wealth and I can take care of myself. My kids are pretty much there. They're not quite, they're not where I am, but they're, but they're on the right track. But my grandkids um, are going to be growing up when I'm not here anymore. And I want to make sure this country's still here. I hope you guys hope you guys do some soul searching and decide who you are and what your purpose is as well. And talk to your families and talk to your people that you love about that over Christmas. Anyway, think about that. Have a have a fun time in uh, finishing up your Christmas shopping. Have a Merry Christmas. Remember the reason for the season. And uh, I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1016658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, Branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity.